You are listening to the weekly podcast of Transformation Life Church in Muskegon, Michigan. We pray you enjoy today's message. I didn't play that to put a plug in about valor, but I'm going to do it anyway. I don't know if you're a mom or a dad and you got a teenager and you're thinking about letting them go away somewhere to college, you may want to think twice about what your choices of where they go are. Do you know, I didn't know this till the other day. I think the number was 19. 19 Christian colleges in the last year, year and a half have closed their doors. And a large portion of other Christian colleges have now changed their degrees to things like social science and have removed the biblical principles out of their teachings. It took them years, and he'll tell you millions of dollars, in years to become a four-year accredited college because they would not compromise their theology and their teaching of the Bible. They wouldn't compromise. You can go to Valor and get a two-year associate degree and transfer anywhere else. I'm thinking to myself, if I'm going to choose MCC, for a two-year associates, which is what I did, went to MCC because it was cheaper for two years, and then went to Grand Valley for the rest of my education, I would go to Valor for two years and do it now. I wouldn't even think about, and pardon me for being blunt and bold, I wouldn't even think about sending one of my kids to any other junior college for a two-year degree to transfer. There is no way I would do it. And I would have a hard time recommending it to anybody else. They have a four-year degree and they just expanded how many bachelor degree programs they now have, because I think they're up to seven or eight now. Christian counseling, lots of other stuff business leadership. And I, but part of the reason I played that is this. That's my legacy, and it can be your legacy. If you'll attach, if you'll connect. Smith Wigglesworth, Howard Carter, Lester Summerall, Pastor Rob, Right? We are not, and I'm going to let you go after I say this, we are not to be a normal church. We are not. We are not a religious bunch of believers. 
But one of the things that I know God has called us to be is worshipers and praisers. And I know a lot of times, just like myself, it's like, well, I'm not really that outgoing of a person. Well, you don't have to jump around and do all that to worship and praise, but it wouldn't hurt. Right? And... And, and the youth group has been taught this, that you don't grow unless you're uncomfortable. Am I telling the truth? For those of you that don't get to go to the youth group because you're too old. Never too old. Some of us never grow up. We'll always be in the youth group. But they've been taught by our youth leaders that unless they're uncomfortable, they can't even grow. It applies to us as adults as well. It applies to us that have been serving God for 20 years or 30 years or 40 years or whatever that is. Right? My hunger for this place is to be so free in the Spirit of God, not out of order, not disrespectful, not removing the Bible, but free in the Spirit of God that when we leave here, we have the confidence and the ability through the anointing of God and the Spirit of God to walk out who Jesus called us to be, do what we were called to do in that world. And there is a shift coming. I've been saying it for a while, and it's getting closer. There's a shift coming in this world that if we don't let ourselves be taken by the Spirit of God, if we want to continue to control how much of God we're going to let in our life, we're going to find ourselves in a spot and we won't know where to go. You say, well, that, that can't possibly happen. Oh, yes, it can. I keep saying that the call for this body of believers is maturity. Know when to talk. Know when to shut up. I'm not being disrespectful. I'm just saying Know when to talk, know when to shut up, know when to walk, and know when to stand still. Maturity. We don't move out of emotion. We are an emotional being. God gave us emotions, but our emotions are subject to us. We are not subject to our emotions. We just don't decide, hey, today I'm happy and tomorrow I'm sad. Right? We tell our emotions what we are, right? And I, I, I don't know if I can ever get what I'm trying to say clear enough to tell you that God wants 
us to be free in worship with him and to him. With no hindrances. You know, sometimes, as much as it's a great thing that husbands and wives sit together, sometimes when you're in worship, you need to quit holding hands. You need to quit putting your arms around each other. You need to quit leaning on each other. That woman that you want won't be the woman you want unless you let her find the God that she's supposed to be attached to. The God that created her. That man that you want won't ever be the man that you want unless you let God work on him. It is. It's true. And if we could just detach for a minute and make God a priority, you know, uh, I'm, I got to let you go. It's already past 12. But I'm just trying to tell you, listen, I'm just trying to tell you, it shouldn't take 20 minutes to get in to where we can worship God. You got a mic? Save me the trip up the stairs. I'm kidding. I need to get back in shape. Earlier in the service, the Lord really dropped in my spirit this word. And I really didn't understand it until you started talking about, you know, the thing between you and God. But I felt like the Lord said to me, the church has been attacked with distraction, attraction, but it's not me. That we've concentrate on the things around us or the people around us, and we don't concentrate on him. And the Lord said, I'm doing a thing in this hour that you don't know of. And I am preparing people to be alone with me so that they might receive from me what they need to walk through this next hour. There will be much that will come against you, and you cannot be distracted. You cannot afford to be looking in one direction when I'm calling you in another. The Lord says that there's coming a time when things will get really what you might consider out of control. But the Lord says, know fully well that I am in control of all things, even things that you cannot see and the things that you can see. But the Lord said, you must become single focused and focused on me. Understand me, hear my voice, hear my words, hear what I am doing in this hour. Because when it comes right down to it, don't be like the foolish virgins who are so distracted that they did not know when the bridegroom came. For he said, I'm coming in such a way that you really don't know of in the natural, and you'll need to know of in the spirit. But be like those virgins whose lamps were full, whose oil was full, whose wicks were trimmed. Be like those virgins and know their bridegroom as I come and I move in your midst. I am moving in a way that 
will become a wave of, of revival. It will become a wave of restoration. You will see souls come in waves upon waves upon waves. For this is my word to the, to the church. This is my word even written down. For in that time, there will be an end-time army that will be center-focused. They will be like the the wise virgins, they will have oil in their lamps to anoint and to, to rescue and to see what I'm doing. But do not be distracted in this season. For the Lord says, do not be like the foolish virgins who were distracted about many things, but be focused on what you're hearing and seeing me do. For this is a season of suddenly and movement that you will not understand if you are distracted and you are looking in the wrong direction. play something. thank you for today, oh God. We thank you for today, oh God. 
you are so faithful. So faithful. God, that you would take your very presence and tabernacle with us, oh God. We thank you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for who you are, God Almighty, the one true God. God, as we leave here today, I pray that you would restore in each and every one of us in all for who you are. The great and mighty King, the Lord of Lords, the great I Am, the Alpha and the Omega, the creator of all things, One whose footstool is the earth. No one compares to you, O oh God. No one compares to you, O oh God. be with us as we go today, O oh God. Cause us to seek your face. Cause us, O oh God, to search for you, O oh God. said if we would seek you, we surely would find you. Let us find you in the midnight hour. Let us find you in the middle of the day. Let us find you when we're at peace and let us find you when we're in fear. become our everything, our all in all. be our strength in a time of tribulation and trouble. Let you be our joy in a time of sadness and despair. Let you be the lifter of our heads and not some other person. But you, O oh God, the lifter of our heads.
keep us, oh God. Protect us, guide us, direct us. And God, use us this week for your glory. Use us, oh God, for your glory. Stretch us, stretch us, oh God. just love you. We honor you. We don't just love you. We magnify you, oh God. We call you Lord. I don't know about you, but I have great expectation. Expectation is the breeding ground of miracles. Come on, say that with me. Expectation is breeding ground for miracles. And I have expectation. So tell somebody on your way out of here that you're expecting miracles. Tell somebody on your way out of here you love them. Tell somebody you're looking forward to seeing them again next week. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.